Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. Why won't you dance with me? I'm not no Limburger. That's the B-52s dance this mess around. My name is Matthew. And Moose and I are hijacking this because Michaela oh, and Jason are away. Snap. So the Matt and Moose are going to play on episode one. Yeah, yeah, we solo, baby. 118 of Story Route Zero. We talk about the video games. Moose, how are you, buddy? Doing great, man. Fan-fucking-tastic. Just got back from vacation on Saturday. Uh, that's why I wasn't on the last show. It was awesome. Outer Banks is great. Highly recommend checking it out if you want to see some kick-ass beach stuff. Um, I mean, I'm talking like where the Wright, Wrightsville brothers flew their first path. Uh, there's like beaches with wild horses that you can just... If you're capable to get a pass, you could drive out there with a 4x4 vehicle. And for those that don't know, 4x4 means four-wheel drive. Because the girl in the back of our vehicle for our tour was like, what does 4x4 mean? And we're like... You would get stuck out here. Speaking of, there was a Mustang. So basically what happens is like the paved road just turns and goes onto a beach. But like on your GPS, it tells you that that's still Route 12. So like they pulled like the, the dude was telling us that they pulled like two tractor trailers out of there. Like the previous week, there was a dude in a Mustang who was stuck like right at the beginning. And it was like, how do you not see the sign that says must have a four by four vehicle? Like, I'm like, what, what are you doing, dude? And he was gone by the time we got back. But like they basically drive you down the beach and like people who can buy passes to be on the beach for the week are just there. Yeah, chilling question, on the beach. If you were at the beach, did everybody have matching towels? No. <laughs> when you looked at a rock, was it a rock? Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not answering this stupid bud. But anyways, but like they take you back to where like people have built houses, like on stilts, like back in this private okay. area, and the horses just roam free. And it's awesome. Like they're not so the horses aren't as large as like typical horses because they're not bred. They're they're not like growing up like pulling heavy weights, you know what I mean? Like doing sure. like crazy stuff. And so there were we got to see one of the babies that was recently born. Got to see a bunch of the families just walking together. And tour guy was pretty cool. Um, my brother was upset because he has a Jeep that's four by four. And he wanted to drive out on the um, beach, but he couldn't get a permit. But anyway, so wild horses on the shore is, is awesome. 
Wright's brother uh, museum. Check that out. It's pretty cool. There's a, there's a couple of lighthouses you can go to. And then the beach is nice. Like just being able to like chill on the beach and just enjoy the sand and the ocean. And like the house that we had was cool because it had a pool. So like in all honesty, I am, I hate applying suntan because I have a lot of real estate now. Sure. To apply suntan lotion too, and I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Like I have determined, I need to lose that. Hence, why this is my last beer until August. Okay. But anyways, and then trying to get back into a routine of working out and all that stuff and losing weight. But anyways, like I hate applying suntan lotion, so I don't want to apply it a second time. And it's like, hey, let's go out on the beach at like nine o'clock. Okay, well, I got to apply suntan lotion. Never going to come back and eat lunch. Never going to go to the pool. And like by like day two or three, I was like. I'll just meet y'all at the pool. <laughs> I'm like, like the beach, the problem with the beach was a tropical storm came through. So like, it was a little rough. Like the water was rough. They had flags up for you not to swim. So you're basically just sitting in the sun on the beach. And I'm like, I don't want to bake. If I'm going to bake, at least I want to be in some water. So that's why I was at the pool. And then it had, we had a jacuzzi as well. So I hung out in the jacuzzi. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, but anyways, good food. Hung out with the family. It was basically like me, the parents, my all, both my siblings and their wives, and then my bro, my oldest brother's kids. So it was like ten of us. Like that's it. That's like kind of our immediate family in this area. Nice. Um, me and my youngest brother do not have children. Otherwise, we would have brought them. Right. And then I told my mom, next time we're going, look at a house that has dogs, or I might not be going, or yeah. allows dogs because like. We were looking, I was looking at the one place and it was like $500 to like bring two pets. We technically have two point, we have 2.25 cause Archer is not really even half a dog, yeah. but I mean, he's a dog obviously, sure. but he's not the size of a normal dog. And then Shelby, like we basically, really I say we have two because Shelby's like 1.5 and then Archer might be half a dog. So there's, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, she's, she's 0.5 and he's 0.5 and Pippa is definitely a whole dog. Yeah. <laughs> but, I've uh, seen Pippa. Pippa. Pippa's a whole ass dog. So Pippa's a whole thing. It was like <laughs> almost $600 to board him. And I was like, we could just pay the pet fee and bring the dogs, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. like our dogs, our dogs are excitable and they want, they want to like love on you. It's not like over aggressiveness, but like, if you give them some attention and then like shush them away, like they're fine. Like they're yeah. not dogs that are like angry at you or vi- like, you know, all that crazy stuff. So I'm like, if I got to deal with my niece and nephew coming, y'all can deal with my dogs being there, yeah. you know? Cause I mean, I want to take them cause I want to take them out. On, we, Kelly and I want to take them out on the beach, yeah. let them run. So the previous place we stayed at like in 2019, um, we had like our own beach. Like it was basically you walk out the back door, down some steps past the jacuzzi on the left and just straight out to the beach. This place was like a row back from the beach. And so I'd like to do a place where we have our own beach because technically they could run without a leash if they wanted to. But anyways, it was a good, it was a good time. Saturday to Saturday came back. We got back around two Saturday and just hung out and, uh, Yesterday was just chilling, getting back. I, I mean, 
the guy like set up the TVs really weird. And so there was like no way to hook up like anything. So I was playing the switch the whole time. I'll talk about what I was playing later, mm-hmm. but like I haven't played the PS five since I left and it was just sitting in my room, our room on the floor. And so I was like, well, I'll plug that in and play some stuff, which I'll talk about later. But cool. anyways, vacation was really good. It's relaxing. Got some sun. I didn't burn. So that's, Always, always a plus, plus. Always is a plus. not burning because I, I tend to burn. But um, like I said, I, I was like, now, like y'all can go to the beach if you want. I might come in an hour, you know, because like, they would go around nine. I'd be like, I'll be there around 10 or 11 mm-hmm. and then hang out till 12 or one and go back for lunch and then hit the pool around two or so. But anyways, it was a good time. Had a good time. The, the older I get, the more I like. I like the idea of being in warm climate. Uh wearing shorts, sandals, t-shirt, mm-hmm. all that. Uh, I, I, w- I would much rather go to a be- or a pool than a beach. Right, because um, sand is coarse and it gets sand, everywhere. And I'm, is, I know it's a meme, but it's true. Yeah, <laughs> like sand, is, sand is fucking annoying. Um, the, the, only, the only thing that I would hate about living by the beach is the sea air, because it'll rust the fuck out of your vehicle oh, in yeah. like no time. So... Yeah um my that that's my whole thing like when we were talking in the chat like our our our, our friend chat, plans, PSA, possible like plans. possible plans like jason's just like i'd rather not go to the beach i'd rather just have a house and i'm like i'm fine with that yeah. like if we do it in the summer at least it has a lake or a pool and if not mm-hmm. then if it's winter then you know I mean, whatever it is, uh, it is honestly yeah. honestly like the, the, i am not really gonna well actually no i'll, I'll save that for offline but uh early fall might be the best best time for everybody i think we were talking i think razzy was like 2024 because the kids will be old enough for him to be like because the twins yeah carrie i'm Mm -hmm. gonna leave you with the twins bring bring all the parents (laughs) you know you need them (laughs) um anyways uh, how was uh your week i did not have near as fun a week as you did uh but it was it wasn't bad um I got, I, I was a really responsible podcaster slash content creator. I got everything done early and then Thursday through Sunday got away from me so hard that I actually didn't post the announcement for last week's episode. Uh, and, and I'm going to do it right after, the, <laughs> right after this episode. So you'll have four days to catch up on us anybody that might want to but um you know this is what happens when you have a job in healthcare. um yeah not not so much a bad week i'm just gonna go right into what i was playing uh because we got a lot to cover later on we have we have a lot to cover uh news happened and we're, we're just we're just two people and we're and let's be honest moose you and i are not the two most responsible people on this show not by a long not, not even in that race not is, by that a race long is not shot. close no. so we are going to do our level best jason will come back next i want to say i i think at least we've taken it up a notch like oh, yeah. to be respectable i think it's yeah. acceptable I mean, and respectable as opposed to what we normally would do we took so five minutes say, and did a bit of planning i think you know yeah, but we had some progress. We had some. We had some pre. There we go. Cheers. We mm-hmm. had some pre. We had some pre-flight stuff done. 
And then we did we we both got in the cockpit and did our did our routine check, and then we streamlined it, and here we are. So. Yes. So um, so yeah. Uh, good week. Uh, I played a lot more of Elden Ring on PC. I uh, <clears throat> the more I play that game, the more I love that game. The more I hate playing it on PC. If I'm being honest. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I do not know, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, that these problems that I am having is making me want to stop or quit because it just doesn't. Uh, But like I've had a lot of times where I get summoned into other worlds or people get summoned into mine, uh, connection errors happen within three minutes. I don't know if that's my setting or somebody else's. So Uh, do you feel like it's like... So to just touch on a little bit, your experience is a little bit worse than console. Yeah. Because you have now officially played the PS4 and the PS5 version. Sadly, mm-hmm. we do not, either of us do not own an Xbox or have not, like, yeah. I, I mean, couldn't even do it on Game Pass on an Xbox. I mean, I could do it on uh, Game Pass on my PC. I don't know if that's going to, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to. I don't think it'll game. ever come to Game Pass because it's a Dark Souls game and no Dark Souls game has ever come to Game Pass. But anyways. Not yet. There's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I never say never because if Phil Spencer happens to hear this, he'll be like, I'll make that happen tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> screw you, Story Rest. No, um, uh, but so I've noticed more things that I hear folks who play primarily on PC complain about console stuff. I've had that going this direction. Uh, I'm not trying to be snobbish or, or, or trollish about it. It's, it's just, I'm noticing. Is that ruining my game? No. Would I like to, would I, would, do I think Radon as a caster would have been less of a road uh, less of a roadblock if I was able to summon in non NPC help. Sure, not gonna. Did I did I put Radon in the ground eventually? Yes, I did. So Uh, you're right. So you're running as a caster on PC. Yes, I am running. I I am the only thing I am using on a sword is an Ash of War that is basically a spell. Um. I do not swing. I do not. uh, No, I'm using. um, It is called Flame of the Red Mains, and I put it on a short sword. I put it on a short sword, and usually, if I get two of those off, it drops a boss to their knees, so I can just pop them a few times with either um, Rock Sling or Great Glowstone Shard because I still need Mm -hmm. to get. I need to get my intelligence up for like the higher end. I need to get my intelligence up for Comet. Um, and I'm trying to balance my faith out so I can start using a seal. Nice. But, uh, and I, I, I've actually done a lot more harder things. Like I've beaten a few death birds uh, already. I got like the sacrificial axe. Um, but yeah, I'm wandering around the Altus Plateau doing catacombs and opening up uh, summoning pools. I'm trying to, rem- for some reason, I cannot remember the way to Comet Azure anymore. And I'm trying not to look up a guide for it just because I've played the game twice. I should be able to figure this out at this point. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so now that, um, 
that's not so tough. You know where the uh, offline? <laughs> yeah, offline. It's it's one of those things. It's one of those things like because like, we'll be sitting here talking about Elden Ring. Forever. Yeah, Go we'll ahead. just we'll Continue. just like, we'll forget all the news that happened. We'll just have an Elden Ring spoiler cast. Why not? Um, I mean, we can. <laughs> but then, but then, it, then we'll Jason would be mad at us because we didn't yeah. include him because he played it. Yeah. Well, I, does he want to? I don't know. Um, I, I yeah, don't you know? Give him a little more credit than I'm, that. Well, Even though no, he's I'm not, not I'm as not, much of a fan not, as we I are. Don't, I don't know if that's something he wants to do. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. That um, I can. Okay. That I agree with. Uh, but I think I, I love the game. It is, I mean, it's far and away my game of the year so far. I've had some things that mm-hmm. have popped up that yeah. have been absolute delights. Like the other game I was able to tackle this week came out Friday on Nintendo switch, super Mario brothers strikers battle league. Are you uh, liking that? Oh my god! It it is everything I want in an arcade sports game. So hold on one second for the listeners at home. Matt is a huge soccer fan. Yes. So this is also probably why he loved it. So yes. that's why I asked how he liked it because I know he's a soccer fan, mm-hmm. and I wanted his, you know. Like, so is the so this is a this is. Are probably, you wearing a soccer shirt? Yes. You're wearing it. Wearing okay. Yes. See, <laughs> I'm wearing a I'm wearing a soccer jersey for a team I played on that was sponsored by a craft beer bar in Philadelphia. I love it. See, <laughs> see, see. That's how much of a soccer fan he is, ladies um, and gentlemen. But anyways, uh, uh, but I I love it so much. It is. I would say it is the only arcade sports game. I've come across that it that starts encroaching the depth of Pyre, Ooh. which that's me using that statement probably gives it a little more credit than it deserves because all the mechanics are the same across all main characters. Like you don't really have you don't really have the varied strategy elements that are empire. Yeah. But I think that's because this is, this is taking a codified sport in soccer and trying to make it as chaotic as possible. I do like that. There's, there are multiple different ways to attack. I do like that. There are multiple ways to defend rather than relying on just your goalkeeper. Um, is the AI pretty smart? The AI so far is not smart. So if you're doing the single player stuff, like I, I, I ran through a tournament last night while I was sitting in bed, like right before I went to bed. I went through a whole tournament, and there, there were no games where I came close to losing. Um, and the only thing, the only reason, like the score lines predominantly were me double digits and the computer five and the Mm. only reason the computer had five is because a lot of it looked like suspicious nintendo rubber bandy sort of things um um is there difficulty settings if there is i have not seen them I was just curious because I yeah no not that's saying valid you're valid like question. I'm playing on easy but like yeah. maybe you didn't know and yeah valid question like I'm the assuming, AI like bumps up as you heard because it's I mean to be, I, I to don't be like I don't remember the names of the cuts the cups but like 
like in Mario Cup or Mario Cup, like in Mario Kart, like the different cups have their own built-in difficulty before you even get to the 50, 100, 150, 200 CC things. Um, yeah. And I, I've done three tournaments and all of my score lines have been the same. Like it's usually been me with double digits, like somewhere as low as 10, but as high as 15. Uh, and I've not, I've, I've not hit a wall yet. So maybe I, I think there are six cups that you can go after. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking there's going to be a difficulty spike along that, along those lines. Yeah. Uh, the online is, the online is rough. Nintendo uh, to say the least. No, 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 not not rough as in like shaky. It's actually just I'm playing people that are really good. Um, oh, if well, that okay. If you are, nice. if you, and it's probably the one sports game I've ever played where if you are the only person on the other team, or you're if you fun. are the only person on a team, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, because uh, instead of the AI running a defense that is sound for the game, you basically have three tough characters checking you into the boards whenever they want. Um, so that's frustrating. It's frustrating. <clears throat> I also think that once I once I get a little more time with it and once I get a little more uh, ground under my feet in terms <clears throat> of just figuring out the timing of things because that's always apparent in a sports game, um, I'll, I'll be a lot better. Like I am... I as as someone who's spent a lot of time in FIFA, where it would be one person and multiple players on another side, that is way easier to navigate than than this. Uh, okay. And I think that's more because that's more due to, you know, the the EA Sports system than the uh, Mario mm-hmm. Strikers AI. I will say this, the finishers and hyper strikes and uh, all of the special moves, while they are cool, the character, I mean, I've only, I think there's only 10 characters and I've seen at least six of them and each of them only has one animation. So you will see the hyper strike like three or four times in a match and it's just the same one. I kind of wish that was varied. Yeah. But I I think in lieu of variance, uh, the ability to skip that and just get to where you see whether or not a goal was scored is probably a better choice. I mean, minor gripe, gripe nonetheless. Uh, Do I think this game is something that if I were to set it in front of you or Jason or Michaela or or Reba that like, hey, everybody will want to play? No. But I'll bet you if there was a situation where we were all four around, I'd be like, hey, if I throw on Mario Strikers, who wants to play? We'd probably all play while having a few beers and have a few laughs. Like, And I think that's what it's serving. Uh, and, it, and it does that very well. So uh, yeah. it's, something, it's something that I'm going to keep at and try and get <clears throat> better. Uh, and hopefully when the twins make their way back here. I will be able to just pound them into the ground. Beat them like you, they owe you money without mercy. <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, 
I, I, I do like that. So that, but those are the two, those are the main two things I played. Cool. Um, I've played like a couple of games. So obviously I was, so I took the VR with Nice. Because I thought we were going to be able to do some um, Beat Saber. And then me and my sister-in-law and brother and my brother could try, almost said brother-in-law, but we could try some uh, uh, Sinners and Saints, the uh, Walking Dead, because they like zombies. And my brother loves playing the Call of Duty zombies games, which I downloaded, you know, onto the hard drive. But then, like, trying to plug into the HDMI was a pain in the ass. I needed, I would need chopsticks to, like, try and fit through the crack with the cord to, like, try and plug. I'm like, we're, we're is, this right. for, is this for the place you rented? Yeah, because, like, there was a TV in our bedroom, and then they had a pool table downstairs. And it was three stories. Okay. So it's, like, the first floor, like, opened into, like, a little, like, kind of like section with a uh, a fridge and a like uh, sink mm-hmm. and then it went out into a, the back room which was like a pool table and then there were two rooms on that floor which my nephew and niece took so they'd have their own rooms and then on the second floor was like a communal area and there were three rooms in there and our room had a tv And then the big TV was upstairs because there's like a living room and then like the kitchen. And then there was like a huge dining room table where you could see everybody that you had coming, you know, whatever. And the TV, the big TV that they had, we didn't even turn it on. The big TV that they had up in the living room, we never even turned on because we weren't going to, we weren't watching anything. And he, it's like inside one of those alcoves, for like a, uh, like your you know like the the two the old tube TVs mm-hmm. you know how like they have the alcove over the fireplace and it's just yeah. a big box well basically he just like the TV is like bigger than that box and it is right up against it and you had maybe like half an inch to like try and get through to get to the HDMI port but the HDMI port is like like 12 inches in there or like six right. inches in there so you're you know and you got a cable the cables you know cable ain't stiff you right. know <laughs> like, uh so you're, you're like you're I mean, like <laughs> you know there's there sometimes where i wish we have a video where we had a video but because like the way the way your expression just like we said cable ain't stiff it's just like wow that is typical like uncle at thanksgiving type humor <laughs> yes so <laughs> I'm like, I don't have chopsticks. I'm not getting them. So the PS5 wasn't hooked up. VR wasn't hooked up. But I brought my Switch because my nephew has a Switch and has Mario Kart. And I was ready to school him in Mario Kart whenever she wanted or he wanted, I mean. And then they also have Animal Crossing. Never said, hey, let's play together. So what I did was I was like, man, what do I got on my Switch that I haven't played in forever? fired up the new courses for Mario Kart nice. and got three stars on, was it 50 cc's first yes. and then 100 cc's. So I basically went back to like all my courses at 50 cc's and any of them that I stupidly not didn't have like three stars on, which means I guess you have to have all first places. Um, I went and got those and then at 100 
50 cc's kind of worked towards the same thing and then the new courses did all three stars and got that far i haven't jumped into 200 cc's and then i fired up an old favorite uh hades yeah and put and put god mode on because i was like fuck this uh and put god mode on and then i was like hmm Maybe it's time to go for the Platinum on PS5. I don't know. Whatever. So play. And then also um, in our conversation, in our chat for the podcast, I brought up uh, the fact that like Blossom's t- Blossom Tales is getting a sequel in August. And I was like, you know, it's a Zelda. It's straight up just exactly like Link to the Past. Yeah. Isometric like that has like dungeons. So it's like an homage to that game, and they're the, the the devs are coming out with a sequel. I think it's on PC and Switch first. Mm-hmm. I, I think I saw the other console so, uh, symbols in the trailer. I'm not 100 on that, but anyways, I would pick it up on Switch to to have a good time with that. Um, so I was like, I should play Blossom Tales. So yeah. I fired that up and, and played through. I am to the so far. I'm through the story to the first dungeon. So hopefully next time I'll at least have a dungeon or two done next time we talk mm-hmm. and then play more Hades on the way home in the car ride home. And Kelly, Kelly was like, it sounds like you're on a hamster wheel over there. <laughs> I'm like, there's a, there's a whole lot of dashing and attacking and dashing and diving, and, you know, like, you know, just dip, dive, whatever it is. But so um, socialized. <laughs> uh, she, she was just like, She's because I'm just sitting there hitting the bottom button and the left button. So basically the dash and the attack, just just going at it. Cause I'm like, like we got we got something. And if I dash and die, I have more likely a chance to dodge than not. Um, but anyway, so Haiti was a lot of fun just playing through that. Um, I almost have all of the armaments unlocked. I basically just need the fist and then the gun. But I have all the other ones unlocked, which is nice. Um, and then when I got home and hooked up the PS5, I was exhausted from the trip. I mean, I know you sit in a car for like six hours. How are you exhausted? But, you know, exactly. dude, like this, when we are on vacation, the sun just takes the energy right out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was ready for bed at like eight o'clock a lot of the nights. But anyways, uh, so I, I fired up. Um, Elden Ring nice. on PS5. Uh, I turned the Godskin duo into my bitches nice. with my um, negative 80% damage build, which was nice. That was good. Uh, I had some panic situations with it, but I also had my Mimic running around. I need to go, now that I have like the entire map unlocked. I need to go find the bell bearings, which uh, newsflash to anybody that doesn't know, the recent patch allows you to carry over your bell bearings in the new game plus. Yes. So you don't have to go earn them again, which is, which is fantastic because if you get them, you'll always be able to go get upgrades for like mm-hmm. not all the upgrades because they keep the stuff that takes you to level 10. So you can only, you have to find those in the game. But I understand that because like, there were limitations with the Titanite slabs in Dark Souls 3 and previous games. So I'm not 
mad about that. And in all honesty, like if it comes to a weapon, Matt and I, like we get together and I'm like, Hey, I want to, I want to make this weapon. Do you need a weapon made or whatever? And you know, like I have him drop the weapon. I level it up for him, dropping yeah. save scum to where I have all my materials. So it's not really an issue. It's mainly the summons that are a problem, but I'm trying to level up the, um, uh, dung eater who is an insane I used him on my magic build and he is just a, a freaking beast of a yeah. summon so I made the godskin duo my bitches and then just started working through further into crum, uh, uh, crumbling far on Azula and uh, kind of got see you if, uh, you remember the part where you have to unlock the key for the elevator to go up to the section to find Alexander and stuff like I'm up in that area. Okay. Um, I just I just killed the dragon there. Alexander's not there because like you have to kill the dragon for him to spawn there, and so I'll probably come circle back around to get to him. But I'm basically on my way to. Uh, there's technically three bosses in that area. One of them is a secret, so I'm technically on to the last boss of the area because the Godskin Duo is boss number one technically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm on my way to that last boss and then I'll be able to travel back and just start the, I think that, I think, I think when I beat the game with this build, like that will be the official break. Yeah. Cause I've already deleted the PlayStation four version off my PS five. Uh, I kind of think to deter myself from playing it, I'm not going to delete it. Because, like, if Jeff just picks it up and on a whim and he's just, like, gung-ho and, like, hey, I want to play, you know, I want to play or somebody else needs help, I have to take the time to move it from my PS4 external hard drive to the PS5. So, technically, it is deleting, but not because it's faster to move it than it is to re-download it if somebody needs it. So, uh, once I get done with this playthrough, I think... Uh, if I do another new game plus, I'll do a different build. Like maybe the, um, maybe I'll do what Jason did and just level the max and then just do like a rivers of blood run. I don't know. But then again, like I like to co-op with people and throw out my summon signs just to help people. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're not playing with somebody who ha- and you two both have a password, you're fucked because once I think once you get past level 200, it's really hard to find other people to play with. I'm having, pe- I'm struggling having pe- finding people at 190. Yeah, and I really think you should be at level 200 before you're trying to like beat the game. Or not saying you should be, but it's not overpowered if you are. If that makes sense, like yeah, I feel that like, makes sense. Yeah. like oh, you could be a Dark Souls fucking god and beat the game at level 90 or 100. That's fine, but like an mm-hmm. average player. I feel like a a but a streamer a streamer friend of mine put it the best when he said, "If you kill an enemy in late game, and you can still only get one level out of that, you're not overpowered." Yeah, and I and I I, I agree with that, and I, I think he's right. And he was mainly talking about the um, Nightwing bird that's like up above past the the turtle. You remember up in that corner around the river. He's the he's the last Death Knight bird that you do, and he he like two shot at me at one eighty. Are you talking about the one in the one in the like by Castle Soul? No, the other or the one. one or the one in the river. 
the one in the river in the by frozen um river. yes by by the um the Everglades that you have church. to do to get to hell to get to the hell tree. Yes, yes, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. Um, he, he like he two shots you, and I was mm-hmm. level 180 and had like really good health. Yeah. Like this build, you were smart and put points into vigor. Yes, this this <laughs> this build might be a cakewalk. I'll probably summon something if I can. But anyway, so uh, Elden Ring uh, today, like I had a little bit of a break at lunch. Uh, and I was going to do some Returnal and just didn't, but there's so many games to get back to. And then so many games we're going to talk about in a little bit. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's just like, there's some kind of insanity going on out there. And it's nice looking at the end of the year to be like, there's some really good stuff coming, you know? Yeah. So, but anyways, um, that's what I've been playing. Um, I was really happy to play the Switch because to be honest, it was kind of collecting dust because of Elden Ring. So that was really cool. But um, I'm looking forward to, like I said, like really, really putting it on the back burner once I get done with this playthrough. Because like, yeah. I, like, I feel like I don't want to get burnt out from it, but I do want to keep playing it. Like, I know, I know Razzy said the same thing. He's like, that game is just so good. And he's like, I want to just play it like over and over and over again and that's like i i agree with you and i have been playing it over and over again but i feel like unlike him who he has taken a break from it i have not and i can feel the burnout already so it's kind of like i need to just stop and it's i don't feel like it's because it's a bad game it's because in my opinion when you like start a new playthrough like Let's there's pretend- so much Let- to do. Here's and- here's the best way I can describe Elden Ring being a good game and you're experiencing burnout. Let's say you're a really big fan of lasagna. A homemade casserole dish full of lasagna. And you got your perfect lasagna just you have it unlocked. You know you know what you need to do. You can make it every time. You start eating that lasagna, you're probably going to get full before you yeah. finish. Oh yeah, big time. Now I'm I the one thing that's really shocking to me about Elden Ring is while I've played the other Souls games multiple times. Um, this is the only one of them that like I didn't care if I was playing with others or not. This is the first one of those. Like I, I'm with Demon Souls and Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two, uh, to a lesser extent, Bloodborne and Dark Souls Three. Like I always had Ahmed, you know, either with me or coming around the corner and then when i got you into bloodborne or at least when you and i had our playthrough of bloodborne and then we both kept playing that together despite platinuming it um that was fun it was either it was either bloodborne or helldivers like all of 2015 for us um or 2016 because uh 2016 yes i didn't i didn't start bloodborne until then but yes but but like this is the one of those where I 
this might be the one that I've been the least fearful about. Like even with Sekiro, even though I knew there was no there was no way I was ever going to get help, um, there was there was I I never felt more anxious during a game than Sekiro. Yeah, but Sekiro is also I regardless of whether or not you want to put it with these games, um, I think if you wanted to if you wanted to distill it down to uh three core principal games i think the best ways to experience the from software mode for somebody new who hasn't been here it's probably either bloodborne sekiro or elden ring um mainly because elden ring you feel like you can do anything uh, Bloodborne is, I'll say it, the most fun. It is, it is the, it is the one of these games that doesn't get, that doesn't drag by the time you're in the third act. Because a lot of the third acts of these games just get rough. Um, and then uh, with Sekiro, that is the one where you. If you even if you even if you are if you if you I don't want to do the if you are a hardcore gamer thing because I I feel like that's disingenuous. But Sekiro is the one that will push a player to their limits. Uh, yeah, I've seen it and I in, I can agree with that statement. In a very good way. Like I I mean I still think like um Melena Melania is probably the best boss fight from has ever pulled off but right behind her is Ishin sword saint from Sekiro like there's there's nothing that they've done that is close to those two as far as as far as I'm concerned I think there are more important boss fights than both of those um because like smog and Ornstein is a is a is an important fight just in terms of like boss fight design Right, um, but that I kind of I kind of drifted off a little bit, but like basically, Elden Ring is like a really good lasagna. You will eventually fill yourself up. <laughs> yeah, and, and you'll still you'll still look back and be like, "Man, I really love that lasagna." Yeah, you'll want. And I want more of it. Yeah, but like eventually, you're just like, I had my fill. I yeah. need some time. Let me come back. To Put it. this in the fridge. I'll have it tomorrow. Leftovers are good. Right. And tomorrow <laughs> in video game speak might be like three or six months. But anyways. Yeah. So yeah. Good times. Yeah. So Elden Ring, Elden Ring is good times. I mean, it it's really all is. it's all around. It really you know? is. So but um so we have we have another fish we gotta fry here, Moose. Let's do uh, it. Uh, whoever is in charge, whoever is the celestial body in charge of the news, decided to take a big old dump on the video game industry this week. Yes, because we got a lot of it. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, it's exciting because like Summer Game Fest had their cop showcase. Xbox had theirs. Devolver had theirs. Devolver had one. On vacation. 
I mean, there were so many. There were one. so many of these. There were Capcom so had one. Capcom I had mean, one today, and then Xbox had theirs. Xbox yesterday? had one. Xbox had a good one, as far as I'm concerned. Just um, yes, uh, I watched that, and in all honesty, even as a person who has chosen Sony over Xbox, Xbox crushed. Mm-hmm. It's like an A plus compared to a D minus. The state of play was trash. The state of play like, was garbage, yeah. Utter trash compared to what Xbox was slinging. And I don't know if they've got something later coming on, or I don't know if they don't know what the hell is going on with anything. Like, how do you not have a release date for God of War? How are you going to show one of their games that was showed at uh, Summer Game Fest there instead of State of Play? Like, that's pretty fucking big. What are you doing, Sony? I mean, what are you doing? Like, this showcase wowed nobody. Like, I, I'm just talking about it because I uh, was not there last week to discuss it, but I, like, I, re- I like all the games, like, that's cool and all that stuff, but there were no wowers. Like, yeah. where's where's the stuff, like, where are a lot of the well, crazy... Was this the one where they, were, was this the one where they said, we're going to remaster Last of Us and charge you $70 for it? In the state of play, yeah, no, okay. no, that as far as I know, it, that was not because that's that a wower, but not the wower you want. No, no, because like I feel like if you already own it, the upgrade should be yeah. less, you know, like I should get a because I've been supporting your fucking ass. I should, well, I mean, <laughs> the, the Last of Us remaster for PS4 that I got was part of the PS4 bundle I bought. I got mm-hmm. Last of Us Remastered and I digital and I got a physical version of Grand Theft Auto 5. Mm-hmm. Played the hell out of Grand Theft Auto 5, still would. Game's great, but Last of Us I played once and I was like, I'll probably never come back to this game ever again and probably will never I won't even play unless the shooting is better in the remaster, I will probably not play the remaster. But anyways, we can uh, we can kick this off. So I'm long enough. I think we decided we were going to start with Summer Game Fest. I feel like that was the first one. Yes, I don't remember that was going on. I think it was the ninth, but okay. Uh, yeah, I think that is the earliest one in the chronology that you and I have decided to really pull pieces out of. <clears throat> uh, so first on deck, I'm gonna say it's. Uh, <laughs> this is it's mentioning a story route zero favorite it is the makers of, yes it is the makers of a plague tale focus entertainment and they're announcing aliens dark descent an all-new isometric shooter in the aliens universe i like your little add-on here game over man <laughs> right game over man i think uh, I, think, I think bill paxton <clears throat> is has passed so rest in peace bill paxton rest in peace Bill Paxton was amazing. He was a great was. director, too. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I think he did the... One of the movies I really liked by him was The Kingdom, I think it yeah. was. That was really good with uh, also Jimmy very Fox. Good. He was also very good as Chet in Weird Science. Oh, God, yes. He was awesome as Chet. <laughs> now make yourself yeah. one, dipweed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but um, I'm kind of excited for that. It's an isometric shooter, so... I'm cool I mean, with that. That's a, that's a moose button you could push, yeah. 
yeah, that is a boost button you can push. And I feel I haven't finished a Plague Tale, but I feel like with all the rave reviews that it's gotten, it uh, Alien Dark Descent is in good hands. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like they could pull it off. So yeah. Uh, second up for us is the Callisto Protocol, which is very Dead Space by some creators of Dead Space. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's looking. So here's my thing about horror, like. I hate horror games, but I sit here and like Bloodborne is my comfort game. <laughs> like, like, fucked up shit is that. Right. But this seems to have action mixed in. And so I feel like if I'm playing a game with a like, it doesn't even have to be more action than jump scares. But like, if the, if they're like, if it's like equal parts, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm better. Like, I really kind of want to play the, the Dead Space remaster when that comes out, because I never played the first one. Okay. And jump scares, I'm okay with jump scares. I just, like, hard games, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, do your thing. Maybe it's just I'm, like, tired of, well, like... so, I think, uh, I think Dead Space is part of that discussion um, when you talk about immersive sims, even though, I, even though I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and say that it's an immersive sim, but like I feel like there's enough, so enough overlap between Dead Space and the original Bioshock. If you played yeah. that, I have not played that, and I okay. need to. It's on, so, it's on the backlog. It. I don't know. I don't know if going back to any of the Bioshock stuff, except maybe two, is worth the time anymore because some of it is not aged well. Like I loved those games when they came out not really i'm not going to shy away from that because a lot of the a a lot of what was in those games brought me back into thinking about video games as a medium and a hobby again um or not i mean i feel as a medium i wanted to as a medium i wanted to experience more of but Um, i feel like the re uh, just to go just to add to that i feel like the remasters could do a better job of staying the test of time than like if you were to go back and play like the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions of Bioshock. Maybe, but the original Dead Space is an experience that I personally want to have again. Um, I played, I played and loved the shit out of one. I started and began loving two, but then I switched platforms and just never got back to Dead Space two. Uh, I hear that was the downfall. I hear three was just utter trash. See, now I think the way they, I don't remember, I don't remember everything about three, but I think there are part, there are probably folks out there going, three is a better game than you think it is. But if, if you were stuck in wanting more dead space, that's not what they were doing. So it's almost like Dark Souls 2. Like Dark Souls 2 is a really good yeah. game. But it's not necessarily a great Dark Souls game. And so mm-hmm. like Dead Space 3 is a great game, but not a good sure. uh, Dead Space game. Now, I will I will just throw in the caveat. I could be hearing that about two, uh, three of the people I've talked to about that or I've not had conversations with them in a while. That's neither here yeah. nor there. I'm more interested in... I'm, I'm interested in the remake of Dead Space for sure. That will be a day one. Uh, 
Callisto Protocol I, is in that wake. So I'm 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 excited to see what sort of ripple effect Dead Space has. So so my thing is like I watched the trailer for it and it looks very dead space. Like I'm like, okay. this is not dead space. Like this is dead space. So I'm actually kind of like that puts a lot of pressure on the people who are remastering Dead Space to do a good fucking job because I think it was the former creator. I know I put in there announced by some of the creators yeah. of Dead Space. I could have swore it was one of the main dudes behind Dead Space is doing the Callisto protocol. So mm-hmm. uh, like I said, like that's awesome. He's doing his own thing. If he's got his own Develop, I don't know if it's his own development studio or he started is. his own thing or, or he got attached to it. But apparently he's being able to do his own thing and now he's kind of like this is a spiritual successor to, to Dead Space and his way, which is awesome. Yeah. And and I like I said, if it's got a good mix of action and scares, like I don't mind scares every once in a while. Games have scares. But like, I don't play horror games just because I'm, you know, weird sometimes. But um anyways i would i am definitely inclined to play this yeah i mean as someone who had a really good time with the resident evil 2 remake i honestly would say moose of the resident i've I've only played that in terms of resident evil if you are interested in dead space really yeah i mean there's no there's no like constant threat in the original dead space but it's not nearly it's not nearly what uh, it's not really just trying to just scare the shit out of you the entire time. Which is really funny because I've played Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, and then didn't I didn't play 4 on the GameCube. But okay. like I already played the originals mm-hmm. and I just freaking I don't know, Mr. X is just crazy. But anyways, we can move along to the next one. Out of left field, Microids announces Flashback 2. Do you remember Flashback 1? I do, and I played Flashback 1, and they remastered Flashback 1, I think, for the 360 PlayStation 3 error. I I thought they did it more recently, too. They might have just, like... Brought it forward. Brought it forward. Um, So, like, Flashback 2, I mean, I'm interested. I, I loved the first. first one. I loved the first yeah. game. Like it was one of the. It was one. Of, it was one of the first games that I ever learned how to just sort of beat my head against it until I started figuring things out. Um, I'm interested in how you would continue that story. I, I would also probably be interested in trying the first one again and seeing if it comes. If right, see how you, how they could do a sequel. Um, Moving on from that, Fort Solace looks like it's going to be some sort of super serious sci-fi mystery. I love how you wrote that. Uh, <laughs> what does? Like you're just watching, you're like, what's going on? A dead space. Uh, yes. So the full disclosure, Moose actually watched these. I did not. Uh, and and he wrote he wrote them down in a document that from which I am reading. But it's a dead space esque. Yes thriller starring Troy Baker and Roger Clark who was Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2 um I'm down for that I'm I'm liking how we're seeing the dead space sort of the dead space idea permeate the show already so it's kind of like can we can we talk about where that really came from 
Event Horizon, the movie. It's so that's I I want to say that is it's an underrated movie in my opinion. I saw it in theaters. I loved it, and I really think I kind of like horror games kind of moving into like space and and getting away from like the grounding of like earth you know what i'm saying like i have it and i should fucking play it but i need to play the observation yeah i have i Um, have forgotten event horizon i know i saw it in theaters as well uh-huh. Um, but I, I just do. I need to watch it again. I w- we recorded free reeling it last week, and Maddie Lewis mentioned mentioned it. And I'm like, I need to watch that again. Um, next up, anyways, continue. keeping with the space theme, routine due out on PC and Xbox. First announced ten years ago. Happy ha- happy happy decade routine. <laughs> Which I'm gonna be honest, I never heard of this game until I I saw it. I mean, it looks interesting, and you know, if it's coming out on PC and Xbox, I bet you Xbox will have it on Game Pass, which is great for me because I have PC Game Pass, so there's like a 50-50 chance it'll land there. So I'll check it out. Published by Raw Fury. I mean, I don't know much. I can't, I can't recall a lot of what they've published, but I know they're not slouches. Uh, and then uh, another another story about Zero Favorite out. Outriders is getting an expansion called World Slayer, which is due out at the end of this month. Yes, so uh, they they showed a trailer for that, just more gameplay, which is nice that they're like that was a Square game, and I'm not saying it was a bad game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Jeff, Jason, I think Jeff and Jason platinumed it, and Razzy beat it, and I just like dropped off last year like i tried play, i think it was april of last year it came out and i dropped off from playing it i think i i was back at the division i think i was back in the division so um it's nice to see that square isn't like killing that game where they should kill whatever the babylon falls whatever that game is fucking just murder it because mm-hmm. it was not a good game so just and it's life, but it's good to see that they're giving Outriders a chance to like have an expansion, revamp. I be- I, underst- I understand it's like revamping some things. And definitely the end game of the game, which is nice. So like that's cool. I think I think that's awesome that they're getting a chance to like keep the game going. You know? I also like that they're just they're they're out there still professing they're not a game as a service, which is fine. Yeah, um, American Arcadia is an indie game from out of the blue it's sort of like truman show meets the prisoner and that sentence alone when i read this originally i watched the trailer and that trailer looks fucking dope i so um, i mean it doesn't really give you a whole lot if i'm being honest but what it's given me i want so i've never watched the prisoner movie but i think i is that the one with jake Hall and Hugh Jackman, I think, might be the one that they're. I only to. know the TV series, which is maybe that's what they're talking really about. Really old. Um, but like, if it's like the Truman Show, that's pretty cool. Where like the mm-hmm. man is stuck, like living his life for this like entertainment purposes. I I am actually shocked that games 
dealing with that kind of theme, like the Truman Show theme, have not come out. You know, like I, this is the first time I've heard of something being kind of compared to that. You know what I mean? Like, I think they sort of do it in a more abstract way, like doing, like, I feel like that's kind of what the Stanley parable is doing. Ooh, where, okay. Yeah, where, yeah. Okay. Where it's like trying to tell you to do one thing, but you as the player can choose, I'm going to go this way, and the narrator's going to react. I mean, okay. Bastion was a very, at the beginning of the beginning of Bastion is probably a very basic interpretation of that because it just That's a good narr- point too. It starts narrating yeah, just, what you're doing, but you don't really have an open pathway. It's just yeah. not like it's not just blatant. Yeah, like you said, yeah. like it's not just blatant like this is. So but that'll like be interesting. I'm, I'm totally down for for more people trying to usurp the narrative like that. That's a, a really cool idea. And then uh, we move on to I think something that we could just laugh about goat simulator three um there's no goat simulator two uh right because they <laughs> just they just said fuck it we're skipping to ending this trilogy now <laughs> we're gonna folks we're wrapping it up a trilogy with two games we're moving on to something else so i think that's cool i've heard good things about goat simulator i think we got it free as a plus game one. Yeah. And I just never like went to like play it. I feel like it could be just a fun, stupid nonsense style game. And I don't mean stupid isn't. I just mean just like it, you're doing stupid stuff, not like you know, like it's just Goat, goat Simulator. As, as someone who's platinum the game, Goat Simulator oh. is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it is. It is one of those. If Goat Simulator were a movie and I were to try and talk about it on this podcast, it would be something that I absolutely adore, but the three of you would have absolutely no interest in. Um, not, not, not like, not saying that as a shot at any one of you, but I feel like it's just a, it's just a way off kilter vibe that sort of gets my brain a buzzing, but doesn't necessarily do anything for for y'all. Um, it is all it yeah. very much. Like what we were just talking about with American Arcadia, it sort of plays with the idea of what a game is and can be. Uh, it also does some of that frog fractions nonsense, where it starts out one way, but if you just if you just go far enough, it changes mm-hmm. and gets weird, and then that weird changes and becomes a courtroom drama. <laughs> yeah it's it's okay. it's wild um worth your time but i can honestly I, I i would love to hear reactions if you if you do ever get anywhere in that game maybe i should fire up goat simulator it's not it's, i did not i did not have a bad time the platinum's a little rough i'm gonna be honest i i like jason i believe i've given up on platinum Sure. Just, I mean, I got, Good I got the Elden Ring ones because <laughs> it's like the easiest in the FromSoft series, in my opinion. But yeah. also, like, I was, I'm so addicted to Elden Ring. Yeah, I'll play Elden Ring for another playthrough. But anyways, yeah, why not? Uh, a why new not? video for Firaxis's XCOM-style Marvel game, Midnight Suns, came with yes the Summer Games Fest, due October seventh. Looks um, cool. I don't know who the villain is. I'm sure comic book fans are like, comic book folks will know. I'm like, which is fine. I'm not trying to make fun of them. 
They could be excited if they like video games too. I don't know who the villain is. So like that was like me watching a lot of the Marvel movies. I'm just like, I don't know who these people are. So it's cool. Like I never watched like the Civil War stuff or the Infinity War stuff. So it was cool, even though I know like it's not strict to the comics. It's still like I don't know what's going on. And it's nice discovering this for the first time, you know, with the movies. So I feel like playing the game is going to be cool because like it'll be kind of like to me god of war was in the 80s where it's like oh like who, what's norse mythology what's mm-hmm. going on with the greek mythology and then you're just like oh like dionysus is like the god of wine and like i knew that and then i'm like you look more into it and you're like oh that's freaking cool and then you're you're just down this huge rabbit hole with all the gods from hades which i really hope there's dlc for that game I'm sure there's going to be take your time with it, Super Giant Games. Yeah. Cause I know they they're they're a freaking banger all the time, man. Mm-hmm. Like they which is great. And take your time to stay that way. Yes. But anyways, I feel like Midnight Suns look cool. I know it's got a card-based element um to it. Um, I don't feel like that would be annoying, but that could still be entertaining. So mm-hmm. that's cool. And I mean it's out October. Yeah. So that's cool. You know, I mean, it's it's nice to see something coming rather quickly, rather than yeah, it's like we don't know when this is coming. Um, right. And then uh, a, a, a banger for me, new video for the Cuphead DLC, the delicious. I forget what it's called, something delicious, something or other. I have no idea. I mean, I love, I support Cuphead. Yeah, and I Cuphead need to play games. it, which I should because I have it. I think, do we not have it on PS? We, we do. have it on PlayStation. We do. Because uh, I also own it on Switch. Yeah. Because I bought it on I, Switch when it dropped I on Switch. I bought it on Switch when it dropped and then you know. played it, beat it. And then once they talked about um, DLC, I'm like, okay, once it comes out for PlayStation, I will now really experience all of it again. In the defense of the developers, uh, apparently this DLC has become something larger, not as large as a new game, No, larger than what they originally thought. And this is where I feel like gamers could be a bunch of cunts. Sorry, I use that word. But <laughs> they are. Because like, like they're, the DLC is announced and they're like, I want it yesterday. I want it yesterday. I want it yesterday. And then the developers like, but like, we're like really hitting some gold with this and having a good time. There's like, and I mean, really... And- Trying to put like also a good... not a huge team either. Right, like, they're a small. They team. have to hand draw all that shit. <laughs> like, fuck off, gamers! <laughs> like, fuck off! Yeah. Like, just let them just enjoy Cuphead. Play something else. Like, there's so many other games out there. Play something else for once. Mm-hmm. If you're locked into first-person shooters and you're sitting there waiting on Halo year after year, waiting for Infinite. You have a sad life, buddy. You yeah. need to start playing some other things. And like, yeah. there's other shooters out there. Not only that, but there's other genres that include shooting, which are fucking fantastic. So just chill on beating or, up developers. If you're that just, worried about it, you can hop on a hop on a computer, try and make one yourself, see what it's like. There, and then, you, and yes. then you'll, you'll learn a fucking hard lesson as to oh shit, this is real difficult. There you go. Uh, I agree. If you think you can do a better job than them, fucking make the game yourself. Yeah. I mean, so what, sit I, down, shut the hell up, and let the developers make it. But I mean, 
my my statement is just the fact that like it's cool that it's not necessarily as large as the initial game, but it's larger than the DLC that they originally originally were faced playing Most, it out. I am okay with with Cuphead the Old Hunters. I am okay with that. Right, right. I will, I will so, allow that. All well, the then, time. It, then it then it's also like they're a small team, and it's like let them let them polish it. Because mm-hmm. in the immortal words, whoever the fuck said it, a good game later is better than a shit game now. So just give them their time, let them do their thing. Like I want a fucking Helldivers tomb yesterday, but I sit here and I wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyways, we can move on. I like on your paraphrase this. of that that quote. I'm just going to attribute it to Shigeru Musamoto. <laughs> <laughs> and then, moving on, we've got a new trailer from Neon White, a stylistic shooter that has a card system dropping on Switch and PC in, on June uh, in three days. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is Thursday this week. Probably um, the day after this goes live, if it goes live. Or the day before. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, but that is from, I believe that is from the same person that made Donut County, which is a complete shift. And it's also published by Annapurna. In my opinion, it still looks badass. Oh, it looks yeah. really good. It, it looks, it's a slick looking game. Like, as someone who has wanted to play Ghost Runner ever since I started seeing Ghost Runner, that's Ghost Runner. It looks like Ghost Runner with cards to me. Um, yeah. I still need to go back to Ghost Runner. Because, like, I tried it and then, and like, I got stuck in a tutorial section and I'm like, this is not very intuitive. It's not like, like I'm, I'm like I've got some fucking from soft platinums. I'm not a fucking idiot when it comes to gaming. Why well, is your tutorial not intuitive? Yeah, and 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 that there there are some times when I when I encounter that situation, I actually just put the game down for a while and come back and say, I'm gonna. This is now I have decided to pull my head out of my own ass and really just let this. <laughs> Maybe game I need to do me. that. Maybe I need to do that. I mean, that um, might be true. And then we get a Midnight Fight Express, which is a cyberpunk hot like a cyberpunk hotline Miami. And I did watch the trailer for this one as well. This looks very much like Hotline Miami and Ruiner, with a very he- a very hefty techno soundtrack. Demo live on Steam. I'd actually try the demo on Steam. Um, I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is a buy for me. Um, but I will. Wait, try you to... tried it, or you're no, going to no? No, no, I would actually try. Okay, all right. Um, I was sorry. I was just thrown no, there fine. for a loop. I wanted to. Like, yeah, the sure. guy who doesn't like demos. Um, I was like, who doesn't? Who do, who don't like demos? That's me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's me. Uh, <laughs> but I am going to hopefully get to the demo this week, and I will report back. Um, next up were were two things that looked real dope to me. Because I really like Genshin Impact, even though I have gotten next to nowhere compared to anybody that has dedicated a little bit more time than I have to it. Um, but the developer, uh, Hoyoverse, is making Honkai Star, Ra- Star Rail, an open world space RPG, which, please, Genshin Impact going to space, fine, I'm in. That's cool. And then uh, Zenless Zone Zero. Combat looks like sick 
anime third person shit, I am in. There, but there's no date on either of these. Like there's and, and my I, guess, yeah. My guess is it will be a, it will be a they. It'll pro- they'll probably incorporate the same gotcha mechanics that they have incorporated into Genshin Impact, and as much as as much as a turnoff as those can be, I will personally defend how they work in Genshin Impact because I got a significant amount through it, or at least through the first version of it because I know like multiple patches have come out. And yeah. didn't have to pay anything. And the only reason I didn't go back is because something else came out and then another thing came out and then I wanted to play other stuff. And it, But that doesn't, I don't think that denigrates my time with Genshin Impact. Uh, um, so- I just I just want to say, like, I enjoy Genshin Impact, what I played of it, but I don't know what the heck I was playing at the time. What was that? That was 2020, maybe it came out? 2019, just, I think. 2019. I just... You no, know, I think it would have been 2020. It, you're right, it would have been 2020. I got I got sidetracked and just kind of never went back to it because I don't think it's multiplayer, is it? It is, but you have to get to a certain level before you can do that. Right, yeah. See, I didn't know any of that stuff. I played it because I think a lot of people compared it to like Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not that that was the only reason I was playing it. I was like, oh, it looks like fun, can be fun. And from my understanding, like the gotcha mechanics are not like overbearing on the game. So you can still play and enjoy the game without having to spend money, which is great. I'm always a supporter of that. Fuck you, Diablo Immortal. But um, uh, I, I am excited about both these games having not played as much as Genshin Impact as I would have liked. But I, I, uh, I noticed it's a good game, I guess I should say. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. I recognize it as a good game. So I feel like both of these two games would be pretty cool. Like, I, like As much as I loved Genshin Impact, I got to it late. I think if any of these come out, I will probably try and be there day one and see how long yeah. I feel like going again. Uh, next up, we got a trailer for Shredder's Revenge. Hell yeah! Showing off Casey Jones. Yes. Oh, and also announcing high on cocaine. Casey Jones, you better watch your speed. (laughs) Yeah. Also announcing uh, that it is six-player co-op for that. So, Shredder's Revenge is six-player co-op. Motherfucking mayhem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for that. Oh yeah, so am I. I and you know what I'll I wouldn't be as excited if I hadn't had to go back to Iowa. Well, okay, so this is going to be. I'm just. I like to share a bit. Take a tangent. We're here for a while. When I went to my dad's celebration of life, like I saw Mm -hmm. the Wolver, the X Men beat him up. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. And and I think I I think there was a Turtles beat him up as well. And I'm like, I want to play these games again. Like, and I think Reba and I played a quarter of the X Men one and then kind of noped out of it. But I'm like, I want to do this again. And then you and I had a conversation on Discord about this and the cult of Lamb. And I'm like, that made me real happy. So I am genuinely excited. And this is the, 
while I was kind of always looking at it with a bit of side eye before, like I'm genuinely excited to 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 do this. And that comes out tomorrow. Well, I also like so it's it is also old school TMNT. So it's like from the 80s, as far as I know, and from what I understand, it has the original voice actors of the either the 80s cartoon or the video games, whatever. So it's gonna have so it's got that. And not only so they announced Casey, but previously uh Splinter was announced mm-hmm. and April. So you're gonna have all four of the turtles. You're gonna have Casey, Splinter. So that's six. There's your six players. So you just got to decide on who's playing who. Um, and then what a lot of people I don't think realize is this is from Tribute Games, which is a fantastic developer who did Mercenary Kings, which is a great side scrolling cool shooter game. game. Oh my God. So, Mercenary so Kings is dope. Mercenary Kings is a lot of fun. They also did one, I think, Curses and Chaos, which it that one's a weird one. But then the last game that they did before this was Flint Hook, which is a oh, lot Flint of fun. Hooks is and dope. that's a lot. Flint Hook so, is dope. like, if you don't like TMT, at least check out Tribute Games and check out their other games that they have available because there's going to be something that's going to be a good time. Like, when I saw this was announced and they were doing it, I was like, this is amazing because they are amazing. So I was I was stoked from the beginning as soon as this was announced that it, that it was happening. So it's nice to to know that the release date is this week, which technically is the day after we record this, which I will be playing it the night after we record this. <laughs> but anyways, hopefully I will be able to join you. Um, yeah. Next up. This one's a this is a moose jam here. New rhythm shooter Metal Hellsinger was shown off. Release date yes. September 15th. Demo is out now. Trailer did not specify platform, but PC, Xbox, uh, PS5, and Steam logos are shown at the bottom of the trailer. So I put that in there because, like I said, like it just says demo out now. Mm-hmm. And then it has like all those platforms underneath. So I'm assuming that's how they're specifying where it's going to be available. I haven't looked on PS5 yet because I was reading that today as I was kind of like typing this up because I was typing up the end of the SGF type thing today. Yeah. And so I'm going to go look on the PS5 when we're done here. I'll look tomorrow, whatever, but um, it looks really cool. It kind of, what is it? Bullets per minute. I think it is to try and go off the, the beats per minute or whatever it is. And so, it's kind of like in that vein. It's got Sergio, the lead singer of um, System of Down, singing mm-hmm. some stuff in it. Serge just, Tankian, yeah, yeah. So it just there was a there was a huge female vocalist that I can't remember who it was was also singing during the trailer. So I think it's going to be pretty cool. Like we said, demo is out. It releases in September. Check it out if you're interested in like like your shooters with a twist like i always wanted to try bullets uh or maybe it's uh bullets per second or something like bullets that i don't know minute, i think is the think is it the, the official one okay so i want to always wanted to try that one and i know it either it came to ps5 or it's coming to ps5 soon like i know it was announced on the ps5 i just haven't had a chance to try it 
So uh, I've heard some good things about that. So maybe if this is kind of in the same vein and it adds like a nice twist to your shooter. Like I feel like if you're working with like a rhythm shooter, in my opinion, it's kind like if we were going to talk about it, like I feel like Bloodborne is like the rhythm game of I mean, I know like Sekiro is technically a rhythm game because you like blocking stuff. But like I feel like you're gonna try and use the rhythm a little bit more to be more aggressive than you normally are. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you get a yeah. good rhythm going, like you're gonna just keep going. And like with the rally system in Bloodborne, you're just gonna keep moving through those enemies, even if you're taking hits. And so I feel like it's kind of comparable, but I'm kind of like looking forward to that twist. Like shooters need something fresh. Just yeah. try it. Hey, Halo Infinite people who just fucking hate on everything. Try something new for once. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, hell, you want to talk about the ultimate rhythm game that's not like Rock Band or something like that? Play Crypt of the Necromancer. That's a fucking good game. That or um, <laughs> or uh, uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, Cadence, Cadence of Hyrule. That's what I was. I was. I couldn't remember well. the beginning of what it was, but Cadence of Hyrule. Um, check it out. And then uh, we got something about Saints Row and a boss factory. Yes. Games out on October on August twenty third. Is this the reboot Saints Row that they're talking about? Yes. So they okay. they they the boss factory demo is is basically where you can design and set up your character prior to release. So like you can do like your whole whatever it is, set up your character, edit your character, all that stuff, and then when the game launches, like it'll import into the game, and you could just go instead of having do to do quote unquote creator mode and and that i feel that's pretty cool of them because i feel like th- this was supposed to launch i think when i was looking at the wiki it was like february so it was like supposed to be like end of february so this is kind of a nice like middle ground until they get to august to be like listen just we know we're bear like delaying us. it yeah bear with us here's something that you can do for the game that'll help expedite the process when the game actually launches, you know, like you can get to the gameplay faster and that's pretty cool. Cause I, I've never seen anything like that, you know, like, like a character to, you know, character customization before you get the game. So that's pretty cool. So, so uh, moving on, uh, this is a, a little bit of a, let me read this one. Yeah, go ahead. This is, go ahead. This is all news. <laughs> so, so, um, so I feel I really, really need to play some more Hammer games because uh, one, the lore seems great, and I've heard nothing but great things about Vermintide series. Well, that team, Fat Shark, and yes, I feel attacked, uh, is at it again with a new game, Warhammer Darktide. So it is the same gameplay as Vermintide, but set in a chaos-infested hive city, which, in all honesty, I feel I should know what that means, but I feel like you need to know the lore of Warhammer to really understand that statement. Yeah. But I'm excited for it because I've heard nothing but really good thing about the, Ver- the Vermintide games, one and two. Like, it's not like just like, yeah, one was all right, or one was great, and two, they kind of like left off. Like, both of them have been like, I've heard really good things about both of them. And so, if they're just doing another game, that's just more of good stuff, in my mm-hmm. opinion. You know, like just the developer firing at all cylinders and kind of pivoting with the IP. 
kind of the same mechanics and same, you know, whatever. I believe it, I believe Vermintide is like a first person shooter slash slasher. Cause I think you can have melee weapons in the game. So it's not necessarily just shooting alone. If it is shooting at all, I don't think. Okay. But I, I've not really played Vermintide. I've only seen like streams of it and it was so long ago that I don't even remember it, but I'm excited for it. So I think, I think. I know there are some folks in uh, some discords I'm in that do nothing but say how cool these games are. There, and there's also the fact that like Vermintide, they're like co-op games. Yeah. So it's like always just like, a, hey guys, let's just, let's just run around and beat slash shoot stuff. Cause I'm sure there's bow and arrows. So technically if it's like, I believe this is like, Warhammer and it's not 40k so it's not futuristic so this is like medieval stuff so you'll have like crossbows bow and arrows like all that stuff spells I believe the universe has see like that's where I'm saying like I don't know a lot about Warhammer so please don't any Warhammer friends carry don't crucify me for it (laughs) but like I I believe that's what it is so which now I want to do research and see if well, it's on sale. If it makes you feel but. any better, the first uh, time I was, I was, uh, I appeared on the Bald Gun Guy podcast, both Six and Ty uh, talked to me about Warhammer in a way that spun my head a few times. But then they said, okay, they started describing the different factions. And the one that I picked was the one that hates everybody. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> because at least everybody is evil in their eyes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Warhammer just as an idea has always fascinated me, but like the idea of getting into Warhammer seems the barrier of entry seems very, very harsh. Uh and, well, they, and expensive. They've got like which is which is great. It's great for like fan if you're been a fan and like continuing through it, it's great because you've been able to pick up like games and like every you know, like they continue to go. And there's the regular Warhammer, which is like I say, which I feel is more medieval, yeah, slash like fan dark fantasy. And then you've got the 40k with the Space Marines games, which is like more like futuristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, which my brother, my younger brother, did the Space Marine tabletop game for like a long time and made a bank when he sold that collection. Oh, I believe um, it. So, um, anyways, uh, I think it's going to be cool. Like, I will definitely be checking out sales for Vermintide 1 and 2 to try and jump into those and then maybe jump into uh, Warhammer Darktide when it drops. Um, I think that's... I didn't write it in there, but I think it might be later this year. Okay. So, it might it might become a game of the year, uh, a game of the year contender, or it'd be, it'll go on a top 10 list. So... This next one is... And then we got the next one, uh, another blooper team announcement. Uh, The next iteration in their Layers of Fear series. Coming out in 2023, Layers of Fears? Plural. The fears are plural. (laughs) Like, I would... So here's the thing, like, the art of... I was reading... I got this... I, I got this information from a Bureau Gamer, and I'm reading it. 
And the dude types it out as layers of fear. Like that's the new game that's coming. Uh But the screenshot beginning the trailer says layers of fears. It took me to like the third or fourth time just looking at this, trying to figure out what's going on to see that he had a typo and forgot the S in like his section, like leading up to the trailer. And I'm just like, number one, I understand it happens. But number two, who's naming this stuff? It did a Microsoft executive leave and decide I'm going to go to Bloober games and fuck up their naming convention. Like, like who? Like, Cause I, my first thought was like, how are they not getting sued over this? Mm-hmm. And then I actually like did the Wikia look up of like layers of fear and that was where like it was like oh 20 you know sequel to layers of fear announced for 2023 layers of fears plural and i was like aha (laughs) i mean i see what you did that doesn't mean i have to like it that's all i'm saying (laughs) exactly but so the Summer Games Fest closed with good old Neil Druckmann talking about the standalone Last of Us multiplayer game. I've heard great things about the PS3 version, and I, I experienced the PS3 version. It was really fun. Uh, so PS3- that's it. I, I feel like this is their answer to Last of Us 2 not having multiplayer mm-hmm. is a Last of Us standalone multiplayer game, but sorry, go ahead. Um, so after that we got oh, we got the last of us ps5 pc remaster and from what i've heard it is going to cost $70 so it's going to be a full game which whatever <laughs> uh but I, I like your little note at the end at least it's not looking like the gta trilogy definitive edition <laughs> yeah because uh I, as we were saying before we started recording some of those images did not look better yeah they well especially the ellie now there's a there's an image that they did a comparison where um i believe it's joel getting attacked by a clicker that looked better. Okay. But in my opinion, the shot of Ellie that they showed, uh, she looks better in the PS4 version than she does in the PS5 version, which is why it's kind of like, kind of like remastering engine are you painting? What kind of coat of paint are you putting on here? Because it's, it's an inconsistent coat, mm-hmm. but it's not as bad. As the GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition, right. which was, I, how, like, how, anyways, so it, for me personally, I played The Last of Us, I liked the story, I hated the combat with, a, mm-hmm. like, Fire, of a, fire of a Thousand Sons, hated it, the shooting was terrible, shot a dude in the head, how are you not dead, like, mm-hmm. blatantly, right between the eyes motherfucker should be dead no You're, still has health like and that's not like some mmo shit either like they're aiming right. for realistic like come on and it's not it's not even like it's like a clicker 
where the clicker could like lose half its brain and it doesn't matter, you know, like zombies, like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a human being who needs their brain to function. And the fronter, frontal part, if not all the way to the back of their brain and out the back is gone. And they're still running around. I, I have played the Nathan Drake series, uh, like all of them, one through four, played all of them. I've played Last of Us 1. And to this day, and to my dying breath, I will stay, I will state forever that the shooting mechanics in Naughty Dog games are fucking trash. Okay. Straight up trash. So that, that's all I have to say. So for me, this game will have to be $5, if not free, eventually on PS5 Plus, you know, place it, you know, PS Plus for me to play that game. Yeah. Not, I, I think that's I think that's what'll end up happening. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a year or so and Oh, I think it'll be two years. But yes, I, I get that. Uh I just I just think you can't really charge again. I mean I'm not discounting the work being done. I'm not here to do that. But also here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Is it gonna be part of the, the PlayStation Plus preview? Upgrade for a month, play the hell out of it, and then mm-hmm. downgrade. Yeah, you, know, you, you pay less than what it costs you to buy the game. So there's there's that too. Which yeah. a friend of mine, we were talking about Starfield, which we'll get to in a minute, in, in a little bit. But like, he's like, oh, I might buy it and play it once, and then never touch it again. I'm like, you could just play it on Game Pass. And he's like, I forgot about Game Pass, and I was like, I know you did, because you said like a week ago. Oh, thanks for reminding me about Game Pass because I need to cancel that because I'm not playing anything on it. And it's like, there you go. But anyways. <laughs> uh let's let's move to so we a lot of things happened last week. Moose and I are only two individuals. We're we're moving I, to the Bethesda Microsoft one. Here here's the thing. Let me do Bethesda and what? then you can do Capcom because I'm gonna rapid fire this shit. Let's okay. Go. Uh, Redfall from Arcane was showed off a gameplay trailer. It's going to be a day one game pass. Looked Shocker. all right to me. I liked Prey. I mm-hmm. liked the. Uh, I love Dishonored. I love Dishonored. Dishonored Thank a lot. you. I was Dishonored like, a lot is great. Oh my god. The name of that just was like bye. Yeah. <laughs> like it just. But anyways, Redfall. I'll play it day one. Okay. Second up was uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, day one was, game pass. What day is that? Showed it, announced that it was a day one Game Pass, but there's no release date. But in my opinion, if they're saying it's day one Xbox Game Pass, I have a feeling that the release date is not that far off. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that was a console console launch exclusive from uh, Squanch Games, High on Life. First person mm-hmm. shooter from the creator of Solar Opposites and the Rick and Morty game in which all guns talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's due out October 2022. It's a day one on Game Pass as far when I say that, I don't know if it's just Xbox or PC or both. I would feel like it's both, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that. So anyways, I have a 50-50 chance of playing that game. Seems awesome. Game looks cool. Next up, um, Xbox, X, Xbox Game Pass subscribers get loads of extra bits for all rights. Game, Leagues of Legends, uh, which is like League of Legends, League of Legends, Wild Rift. What mm. the fuck is that? League of Rutaria, uh, Team Flight Tactics, and then Valorant. Like a lot of stuff has been unlocked. Like you get all champions in League of Legends, all champions mm. in League of Legends, Wild Rifts. 
uh, all agents unlocked in Valorant. So you get all that stuff for free. Uh, next up uh, was a gameplay trailer for Plague Tale Requiem, which looked really good. Yep. Excited for that. I'm sure Michaela's going to watch that when she gets a chance and be pissing in her pants excitement like for that game. I know she can't wait for that. And I'm excited for her. I want her to experience that and love that game. And Dude, I can't wait to listen Plague to her Tale, Plague Tale, in a sense, was so fucking good. It, it was um, so fucking good. On a side note, that is out in 2022, and that is a day one game pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're exclusive. So a lot of these games are also coming to uh, PlayStation platforms and yeah. Steam. It's just like, you know, it's Microsoft, so they're just going to announce it for Microsoft. They're, they're just getting the marketing. That's really all it yeah. is. Uh, next up is uh, Turn 10's Forza Motorsport, due mm-hmm. out in spring 2023. Uh, real quick, I've never played any of the Forza games. Not against them, not for them. They look cool. It's uh, it's going to be on Game Pass, so I will probably more than likely play that game. Yeah, like so, I, I might I'm try excited. the Forza game just because of just because of how racing curious I've been this year. Yeah, um, right. I'm, I'm Forza Five, as far as I know, is still on Game Pass. So, and I think I downloaded it, so I should really yeah. jump in there and play that. Uh, continuing the first party vibe, saw a video for Microsoft celebrating the 40th anniversary of Flight Simulator, mm-hmm. which is getting an expanded edition featuring helicopters in November. So that and is the cool. Pelican from Halo. Yes, Microsoft Flight Simulator now currently has dropped the pelican from halo so that is pretty cool and badass uh moving right along we got a new video for overwatch 2 which is uh from their soon to be owned blizzard studio which is badass that's cool that is out on october 4th it'll be in early uh in early access from oh wait uh, uh it's due out october 4th in early access and it is free to play so that's pretty cool. Free to yeah, play. I think for... it's just the PvP section that's coming out October 4th. Um, cool. That'd be cool. Um, Aria History Untold. Historical grand strategy from Oxidai Games, Ash of the Singularity. I've never heard of that game, but that's cool. If they're saying that grand up... strategy, they're they're dealing in like the Crusader King sort of thing. Okay. So that'll be out. Now, see, this This one says it'll be out day one on Game Pass for PC. So they specify which one it is. So I don't know if it's like both or whatever. I Anyways, feel like that's just going to be a PC exclusive. I don't think that will come to consoles because of the mouse and keyboard. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, Elder Scrolls Online is getting its latest expansion, High Isle, yeah. which comes out later this month. As far as I understand... It is on PCs current, currently, and later this month it comes to consoles. So that looks cool. I wish I could play fucking more of that, but that's awesome. Uh, Bethesda announced uh, they got a new trailer for Fallout 76 next expansion, quote-unquote The Pit. Uh, that's the same place as the Pit DLC for Fallout 3. So I don't know what that is. Yeah. Anybody does? Dude, hearing that was like, okay. Jason will know about it. (laughs) That's badass. Have fun with it. Uh, I think it's moving more towards like a city than like West Virginia because Fallout 76 took place in West Virginia. So now you're moving more towards the city setting. Anyways, that's awesome. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels is officially announced. Um, That's badass. Which is cool. 
I feel like the Hot Wheels game was just really cool. And now that they're mixing it with Forza Horizon 5, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we got another console launch exclusive uh, for Xbox, which is Arc 2. It's out in 2023, day one on Game Pass. And yes, that's Vin Diesel riding a T-Rex in the trailer. So that's cool. Rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, another... Exactly. I hey, if if he wants to ride dinosaurs, I think he's just wearing a loincloth. Rock and roll, dude. Um, I mean, another I'm not console... going to disrespect the headband he has on his head. No, I won't either. <laughs> uh, another dude. He probably he probably looks more buff than I do, even in that one picture where he's like, it's like fat diesel or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's like, like, not really <laughs> been on his regiment for like a month right, or so. <laughs> right. And like people are picking on him and it's like, dude, that motherfucker's still more buff than you will ever be. But anyways, um, uh, another console launch exclusive, the creepy scorn. Uh, the release date is the 21st of October. That's another day one game pass. That one looks interesting. Like, I feel like that's the one where you like pull quote unquote, like an umbilical cord out of you. And then you're running around like, like shooting stuff with like crazy doom guns and whatnot. Like it looked interesting. Uh, it's day one on game pass. So if that's his PC as well, I'll play it and, mm-hmm. and check it out. Uh, Flintlock, the siege of dawn gameplay reveal uh, trailer popped up. It's due out in early 2023. That's you guessed it. Another day one game pass game. <laughs> fine. Dude, card. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's awesome that they're just sitting there going, like, yeah, it's day one game pass. Like, we are just showering game pass with games, which is is great. Like, it's a great value. Uh, they had a world premiere. Uh, Mojang, the creators of Minecraft, are putting out another game, uh, which is Minecraft Legends. It's a new action strategy game due out next year. Day one game pass as well. But this will also be on uh, PlayStation because, yes. I, I mean, Sony would not allow the news of an Xbox exclusive game on their console for their news blades on the PS5 if it wasn't coming to PS5 as well. Sure. So that's cool. Uh, next up, we got a console launch exclusive for Lightyear Frontier. This looks kind of cool. Uh, spring of 2023. Uh, you guessed it again, another Game Pass game. And it's kind of like, in my opinion, it looks like it says Stardew Valley with robots, but I feel yeah. like No Man's Sky mixed with Stardew Valley. That makes sense. Like and you're then, kinda, yeah. yeah. Like you're running right. or, like you basically the trailer opened with you like crashing on a planet and you're craft went one direction and you and your robot, like like a mech, quote unquote a mech. Mm-hmm went another way but like the mech the bottom part below the cockpit looks like the front of an old tractor yes from like this is like a fucking optimus prime farm equipment and i am down oh i'm down too (laughs) but it's just funny like they're mixing like the new i love the mix to the new with the old so like it's it's badass and uh that one will be on game pass so if it's on pc i'll I'll definitely play it and check it out um jason has talked about this game in the past and loved it and it looks really good uh gunfire reborn is due out in october it's coming to game pass um i think this is another one of those games where it'll be on multiple console platforms um, I don't think it's, ex- it doesn't say it's exclusive, so I wouldn't think that's exclusive, but uh, that's pretty badass. Uh, as far as I know, the game 
kicks ass and it's a lot of fun. Um, so check it out. Uh, the Last Case of Benedict Fox, which is a detective adventure game in the Burton-esque art style. Uh, I've never... I don't know if there's ever been a previous game. Uh, the game looks pretty interesting. Uh, it's due out in 2023 on PC and Xbox, day one on Game Pass. So kind of like a horror-ish slash detective adventure game. Yeah. Looks cool. Um, As Dusk Falls, the interactive drama from Interior Nights is due out July 19th. Their Xbox is uh, publishing. Uh, you know what that means, so it'll be on Game Pass. <laughs> and with the with the narrative adventure stuff, I feel like that's a that's a style of game that got. I don't want to say poisoned by the the whole Telltale thing, but I feel like they brought it back in a cool way. And there have been other games that have like come out since, like especially this year with. Um, there's that I forget what it's called Sleeper Citizen I think or Citizen yeah. Sleeper and yeah. uh, Norco from this year like these are games I'm kind of looking at and, like I need to really try more and I like I still need to play Disco Elysium and, and whatnot but I'm I'm glad that more of these are kind of getting the attention of Game Pass so maybe it'll bring more people to that style or more people real more people realize that game video games don't have to be just uh, hyper aggressive, you know. It can be chill games. Mm-hmm. I don't mind chill games. Like, let yeah. it be a chill game. That's cool. Um, chill games. Uh, the console launch exclusive of Naraka Blade Point, yes. which is the Sekiro style battle royale. It's already huge on PC. Mm-hmm. It is coming to console. When, Bruce uh, Lee was in it for a time. June twenty third. Hey, guess what, Matt? Game Pass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I watched some streaming of it. Seems like a cool game. That'll be cool. So uh, that'll probably be coming to PS5 eventually. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll play it there if it's maybe a PS Plus game when it launches. Whatever. We'll see what happens. I might play if it's on PC. I'll play it. Yeah. Uh, it looks. See, it just says Game Pass, Xbox Series X and S, and then Windows. So I don't, I, I don't know. Like they're. They're like, like they did. Was it last year at E3 time where they did, or maybe it was Video Game Awards, where they did this huge push where, like, we're trying to make Game Pass on PC something where you're not, like, your messaging is not clear. Yeah. Like, does when you say it's on Game Pass, does that mean both? Does it just mean console? Does it mean PC? You need to be more clear with Mm -hmm. your marketing and your verbiage so that people who are on PC and have PC Game Pass can get more excited instead of being like, is that a game I want to play? Yeah. Well, I got to check if it's on PC Game Pass. Uh, Guess what? I'm not interested enough. Fuck it. And don't Mm -hmm. even look it up. You know what I'm saying? So like their verbiage is just, their marketing is just fucking terrible. Um, anyways, Obsidian is working on a narrative adventure called uh, Pentiment, due out in November. Looks really interesting. I mean, I'm not surprised because it's Obsidian. It has like a really cool art style, which reminds me of uh, uh, a 
Parthenon or Pathenon, the, the like the Greek game that was like very oh, like, uh, Apotheon. Apotheon, thank you. Thank you. So that that seems like it uh uh will be cool. Um also on an obsidian note, grounded actually launches in September. So apparently that is exiting beta. So yes. that'll be doing Which, its own thing. I didn't realize that that hadn't gone 1.0 yet. So good for it. You and I both. Because when I saw it, I was like, and it says join 10 million players in the backyard. So that's cool that it's got a really good player base. So maybe, mm-hmm. you know, people get out there and can um, check it out. Uh, another world premiere and console launch exclusive. So it means it's not exclusive at all. Action stealth platform, Erebon Shadow Legacy is due out 2023. Guess what, Matt? Game Pass. Yeah, day one Game Pass. Okay, so uh, this one, so in light of the Diablo Immortal debacle that's going on out there, I am actually excited for Diablo 4. As long as it's a proper Diablo. As long as they don't try and fucking fuck us in the ass with microtransactions. As long as they just give us a game and let us play a goddamn game like they did Diablo 3. I am all for Diablo 4. So I this game is I'm excited for it, but I will wait for reviews and wait a while to hear back on like because like I don't want them doing the goddamn thing that Sony did with GTA or Gran Turismo 7, where they were like, no microtransactions. The game launches and a week later they put microtransactions in. Like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not dealing with that shit. So I'm going to wait a long time to see if Diablo 4 is gonna is like well. Now, I don't know, I mean, as someone who did not play the, I haven't played Gran Turismo since, I think I played a little bit of one, and I played a little bit of two. Um, the microtransactions that I am understanding are in it are not new to the series. No, they're not, but they're new to the game after launch. Okay. So it's like a predatory thing where like, it wasn't there, and then they put microtransactions in. And then as far as I understand it from what I've watched from people reporting on it, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I'm not experiencing it firsthand. We could talk to Jason because I know he has Gran Turismo 7. We can ask him when he comes in. But from my understanding, it like took like the base price of, let's say, a Porsche 911 from like a reasonable amount of currency to like an exorbitant amount of currency and it was just ridiculous like what they did like they waited for the reviews to drop and then launched like their predatory microtransactions and so like with i understand diablo immortal is like a mobile game and i know they're after the whales if you make a mobile game everybody knows you're going after the whales but it doesn't need to be a hundred and ten like thousand dollars to get the right stuff to reach max level that's fucking ridiculous like i and that's like quick way and we all know like that these developers put in a huge grind for people that just want to play it for free Mm -hmm. so if i played diablo immortal i probably would never see end game stuff so that's why i'm kind of hoping they realize the error of their ways and just let diablo 4 be its own game and let it do its own thing but anyways they showed a uh, brand new trailer of it it's also due out in 2023 um 
they showed off the Necromancer, which was mm-hmm. the last class to be confirmed for Diablo 4. Um, Wasn't that the last I, one to be confirmed for 3, too? That was an expansion. Not launch, okay. but an expansion. This oh, okay. this is the last base class that will be in the game. I'm oh, sure they will. Right. I'm sure they will probably have expansion, which fine, fine with me. Mm-hmm. If you want to launch a game with like six classes and later on say, hey, do you want the Crusader? Do you here, want co- like, here comes the Reaper of Souls. Let's right. do this. Do you want a Witch Docker? Here are our DLC expansions, which is, is fine by me. Buy them if you want them. Don't buy them if you don't. They also showed off the Xbox Series X gameplay. Looked pretty good. Um, new stuff is coming to Rare Sea of Thieves, which is awesome um, for this I game. Love that that game has just trucked on all this time. I yeah, that. that makes me so happy. I I think it's going to be awesome. So it is basically the Captain C update, which is due out July twenty first. A lot of this stuff is coming this year, which is great. Um, you can finally buy and name a ship. So that'll be cool. Uh, season seven, um, they'll have some good stuff going on with that. I'm glad that they, I never played Sea of Thieves, but I always kind of looked at it like, man, Microsoft's doing rare dirty by making them like make this game that like really isn't, in my opinion, their thing. And they have turned it around into something that is their thing, if that makes sense. So I feel like I'm very happy for Rare and I'm glad the game is doing really well. I think he said something like 30 million players or something like mm-hmm. that, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And that is awesome. Um, there was a world premiere uh, from uh, Coco Cucumber, which is the developer of Echo Generation. Cool. Um, and it is Ravenlock. It is due out in 2023. Guess what, Matt? Game Pass. Yeah, it has kind of a similar art style to, uh, from what I could tell, what I saw of Echo Generations, but more of a 3D, mm-hmm. if you want to say, like, yeah. like spinning the camera. I played some of Echo Generation, and I feel like it was very, like, not that it's an issue, it was very, like, front-facing camera, and you're moving along in that world, and you can move around in that world. There was no spinning camera. This seems like it'll have more of a, uh, you can turn the camera and run around and do whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, Another world premiere, console launch exclusive, Cocoon, which is due out in 2023 as a day one Game Pass title. (laughs) This seems really cool because it seems like it's going to be something along the lines of like, uh, not necessarily like exactly gameplay, but I'm getting like Hades and Death Doors vibes off this. Like it kind of has like that isometric it looks like it has a it has a vibe about it i really yeah um so like i said just like style and presentation not necessarily like gameplay but it kind of gives me those vibes where i'm like uh if it's day one oh it is it is day one game pass so i'll definitely (laughs) be trying that out if it's on pc next up which was a really cool world premiere from koai tecmo and team ninja announced wulong fallen dynasty do out in early 2023 and guess what matt game pass yeah day one game pass this game looks really badass uh i think it's gonna be like a uh spiritual successor to neo not that neo is done but like i think i think i think they might just be trying to do a different a different thing 
Well, that's what I was saying, like, adjacent. It's, like, neo-adjacent, because it looked like it could have, like, the 3D... uh, It looks... The bosses look as fucking crazy as neo-bosses are, pardon my language, and then, like, it looks like it's, like, a normal 3D act, like, that looks like it kind of will approach that type of same system, which is cool, and if it's telling an awesome story, that's badass. I'm all for it. If it's on PC, I'll play it. Um, so I'm gonna take this next one if you don't. Th- you can have <laughs> this one because this is more of your alley than mine. This but is, I'm also happy this is happening. This so is this is this is for Michaela and I. Uh, despite her recent problems with the Persona Four Golden port on Steam, Persona Three Portable, Persona Four Golden, and Persona Five Royal are coming to Xbox, PC, the ones that aren't already there. And I don't remember if I said Switch or not, but they are coming to PlayStation as well. Yes. It has been confirmed through through other sources, which makes me happy. I do have some questions as to why FES was not really included and they chose to go with Portable. And I also think that like Persona 3 deserves the remake treatment, probably more so than 4 or, or Golden, because because you think if you think Persona Five base Persona Five's like stuff is obtuse and oblique, you ain't ready for Persona Three. There's, there's well, and I, that's not like a that's not like a gatekeepy thing. It's just they streamlined so much from three to four to five that three is just still just seems out there. And and it was the second one that I played. I played FES after I played four. I feel I feel like <clears throat> like if any either of these two like Persona Five does not need a remaster at all, obviously. hundred percent, hundred percent. And looking at Persona Four Golden, I feel like it's one of those games that can stand the test of time, just because the art style is like not. I don't want to say bare minimum, but it it just has like a really clean and good looking art style too. It. It's like when you look at like pixel games from like. The PlayStation era, and you're like, this well, if you look, I mean, like really Super great. Mario World, it still, it right. still looks very good. That still looks great and still holds up. Like you look at Octopath Traveler. If you played mm-hmm. Octopath Traveler 20 years from now, it's still going to look just as good then as it does now. And mm-hmm. I feel Persona 4 Golden falls into that bucket, as in like, okay, if you want to clean up the frame rate, if you want to like, kind of like, add, do some quality of life adjustments. That's as much remastering as that game needs. It doesn't need a fresh coat of paint. Like it's still a great, but I, I, from my understanding, like Persona Three is going so far back that it's like, yes, like give that a good remaster. Yeah. You know what I, I, mean? I mean? And make it, that it game was, look freaking good. Like I would love to. I mean, in I agree with Dia Lacina on Twitter that like the Persona Four or the 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 erasure of like one and two is i don't like it because i i mean as someone who would love who i came i came to the series with four in 2008 and it was one of the last games i played before i it was it was the second to last game i played on my ps2 because the third to last yeah. game I played on my PS, or the final game I played on my PS2 was Persona 3 FES. Um, and the reason I played that is because I fucking fell in love with 4. Persona 3 was difficult to get through 
after four because of the changes they made. But I also think that it is pound for pound a darker story than anything that came after. I can't speak to Eternal Punishment, Innocent Sin, or or uh, SMT Persona I, I because I, I've not played them. I have them on my Vita, and maybe one day I'll play them, but <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, I still haven't yet. Um, my Vita's battery life is just bad, so every time I pick it up and play it, it starts to just, you start to see it get just real bad. Uh, <laughs> Me is like... Baby, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it, it, my my is tired. Um, and then the last thing we got was Starfield, a gameplay reveal. You skipped over the um, special partnership with Kojima to make an Xbox exclusive. Did I? <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, well, okay, here, so here's my here's my is it play. is it going to be an exclusive? See, I don't know about that. He's working with them to use the uh, Xbox Cloud uh, gaming, harness the power of the Xbox Cloud. So I feel like it would have to be um, an exclusive. But if doesn't, he's using the, that. doesn't the Xbox isn't the Xbox Cloud used by multiple platforms, not just Xbox? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean in, my, in my in my opinion, it'll probably be. Uh, shortly after pc game pass so like i'm not yeah like none of these games i'm sitting here like you know a lot of them look really cool but like as a playstation player like i still have plenty of games to play mm-hmm. um but um i'm not like oh i'll get locked out of this um and but yes to continue on what you said todd howard showed up and talked about we sh- they showed off the starfield which the internet immediately, Twitter especially, started talking about how it is basically like No Man's Sky. <laughs> like started comparing it to No Man's Sky. And like someone tweeted like, oh, it was great for them to show No Man's Sky running at 24 FPS. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. But like there are people that are out there that did like shot by shot comparisons to some of the stuff you do in Starfield that is like already done in No Man's Sky. Um, uh, and shout, shout out to uh, the No Man's Sky developers like they Hello Games, I think it is. Mm-hmm. They have done it. I know, listen. I know I'm not they, gonna like, do it. I'm not gonna do that here. This is the venue. No, what I'm saying is like <laughs> I know they said what they said and the game was launched and a lot of people didn't think what it was, but I feel like they have done a tremendous job at having a redemption arc. Oh, and that game is nowhere fucking near what it was when it dropped. And if you're gonna sit there and still say that the game is shit, even if you haven't played it, well then you're just a gamer who's a con. Because mm-hmm. that game is phenomenal it's got third person it's got mechs now it's got base building it's got sh- sh- like it's actually got a 30 to 40 hour story campaign people do wars in no man's sky now it's weird there's piracy that <laughs> yeah, was the last update like... there's fucking piracy in the game and so uh like a buddy of mine who who plays no man's sky religiously and we've talked about that and we've talked about starfield he like he sent me and he's like he's like man 
he's like, I look at Starfield and he's he's just like, I don't, he's like, I'll play it. But he's like, I'll, I'll probably feel like I'm playing No Man's He's like, they probably looked at No Man's Sky when No Man's Sky initially launched and were like, let's do that game, but let's do it better. And then Hello Games just kept knocking it out of the park with each iteration of their up, upgrades and updates. And then Bethesda was just like, well, we got to add that now. Well, we got to add that now. Well, we got to add that I'll, I'll tell you what, if they're gonna talk if they're gonna talk about better, Bethesda has a pretty big release mess to get over that hump. Um, mm-hmm. because anytime they release a game, it becomes a meme fest on Twitter. It is. And so this will be, in my opinion, I think this will be day one. It doesn't really say, but I'm sure I think it's game pass. And I'm sure it'll be on. It'll be day one PC Game Pass and regular Game Pass, just oh, yeah, so they can get Microsoft the game out. Microsoft now owns them. Yeah. Yeah. So I will definitely play the game day one, as long as it's day one on PC Game Pass. Because mm-hmm. I don't have an Xbox, and I ain't going out there and buying one now. But mm-hmm. anyways, uh, that concludes the Xbox um, showcase for 2022. In my opinion. That they're like they're like even if you want to say it like they could be an A plus, mm-hmm. they could be an A plus. Their their game their game like the like announcements were awesome. They had some surprises. In my opinion, like we're taught if you're gonna compare because I know a lot of people want to compare them, Sony to, to Xbox. Xbox is like an A A plus, and like Sony State of Play is like a D minus. Like it was very. There were no, like, as far as I could tell, when I watched that, I was not wowed by anything. I was not early surprised by world premieres. Xbox brought world premieres. Also, console launch exclusives, which is, you know, oh, yeah, it's coming to PS5. Sonny, what you got? Like, you couldn't even give us, like, a God of War release date, you know? Like, yeah. and I might eat crow in like two three months when they come out and say oh hey here's what's coming in the fall and it's like you know new games you know god of war ragnarok whatever but it's it's like that was a shit show in the state of play i didn't get to say that last week because i wasn't here but i was not wowed by it at all and now in like after the fact of seeing the xbox showcase xbox like destroyed them so yeah, this but is the anyways. first time that that Xbox has been, you know, far and away the better show. Uh, yeah. So now, um, Capcom, the Capcom showcase happened today, and they said they said the words "Resident Evil" a whole bunch. So uh, let's just get right to it. Resident Evil Four Remake. It's a new gameplay trailer to confirm a major new addition. Uh, that tickle you at all so i kind of like that they're remaking the resident evil games i'm fine mm-hmm. with that i think we're missing code veronica but uh i think they're gonna go in order i think they need to do code veronica before they jump to five and six especially with i think it was six being the most catalytic where like fans were like what are they doing with this series mm-hmm. and then they they kind of like brought it back when they launched seven and kind of went back to their roots 
Whereas, and I believe like five and six were more like action oriented instead of horror oriented. And it was yeah. like, especially five, I believe was like really good as a co-op game from what I hear. Um, so four I'm excited for, cause I never played four. So like part of me is like, I need to go through like one, two and three, especially uh, since they announced the remasters for uh, two, three and uh, village like the the basically like next gen console upgrades but anyways um four is okay i'll 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 play it eventually we also got resident evil village winners expansion which includes the shadow of rose shadows of rose story dlc um story october 28th which is nice daughter just in time for halloween we also got a Resident Evil Village Mercenary mode, which will play, which will let you play as Lady D. So, will you be able to step on people? You'll have to play to find out. Yeah, that'll exactly. be on the twenty eighth as well. Twenty eighth as well. Uh, and and Resident Evil Village is getting a third person mode, currently only playable in first person, but that will change on October twenty eighth when the new third person mode is added as part of the Winter's expansion. Uh, and that then, make you play it like like horror games are you more like i like to play third person so i can see what's around me or are you like first person's okay well playing so first person third person doesn't really matter um i'm more interested in playing more resident evil now having played two um we own three I, as well yes i liked the way two was done i would probably like to go back and I might just watch a playthrough of one, to be honest, because yeah. I don't I know. That. I don't know if I have that kind of time in my life. But I don't, I don't know if that still has the tank controls, or if you can switch between does. regular and nor and like a different type of controls. That maybe, but um, I don't know. In my opinion, well, they started out in third person, Resident mm-hmm. Evil. Yeah. So I think it's kind of cool that they're bringing a third person mode to their latest, which is Village, yeah. you know, which is seven or eight. Eight? Yes. I don't know. I think it's uh, eight. Village. It's, well, it's eight, but V-I-I-I-I, so Village. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like third person versus third uh, first person doesn't, it doesn't move the needle for me. However, because I had so much fun with two, I definitely want to look more at this franchise. Uh, we also got, speaking of remakes, Resident Evil 2 Remake, 3, 3 Remake, and Resident Evil 7 all got next-gen upgrades available now, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Reverse will officially launch this October. It's a multiplayer game originally set to launch alongside Resident Evil Village. It will launch alongside the Village winter's expansion on october 20th six player pvp deathmatch game characters from across the resident evil series that could be interesting yeah that'd be cool i mean i i i love that they have they're capitalizing on this at this time where uh the cachet for resident evil to me has never been higher um, I wasn't playing the games. I wasn't pay- playing the games or paying attention to the games when it seemed they were at their height in the early 2000s. 
but uh, it's cool that they have gotten a new lease on life this decade. Uh, yeah. Next is probably the the Matt and Moose and maybe Jason segment of the Capcom showcase. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak gets uh, the Sunbreak expansion gets multiple new details and a demo. Uh, it launches demo. the demo launches tomorrow. Um, June fourteenth for those listening at home. Yes, June fourteenth, and the actual expansion launches the 30th. I'm excited for the expansion because I would like to play more again. And I happened to see an image of the Lucent Nargakuga on Twitter today. And that was sort of my selling point. The the Nargakuga is my favorite monster in Rise. And now I want to see that, I want to see that white panther in the moonlight fly at me i think that'd be cool um and just reading this i remember exoprimal but i forget what it is um that's the dinosaur game that is that we the, were is like that, is that dino like, crisis is that dino crisis is that what that i think is? that was announced at the state of play so i guess i maybe should say that it wasn't not it wasn't this most recent one it wasn't because the because this was at the one i watched okay i did watch this so maybe it was one last year but yeah or maybe it was the vgas that that could be too and and so it'll it'll do a closed network test before it's launched in 2023 and the trailer gave a tease of the story. Some of the Xbox Primal's activities were shown, including Dinosaur Call, BTOL Defense, Data Key Security, Energy Taker, Omega Charge. Exoprimal will be released on twenty in 2023 on all platforms, minus the Nintendo Switch. Uh, but surprise, that'll, probably be, that'll probably be a cloud version to come later. And then uh, Street Fighter VI to get at least one more announcement in 2022. Uh, we didn't cover this in the SGF, but the first thing they opened with was Guile in Street Fighter Six. Uh, yeah, so yeah, one of the just, first things. So now they're just saying you're going to get more. Just be patient. Speaking of being patient, Dragon's Dogma's 10th anniversary is coming up, and there is going to be there's there's been an event teased, but no sequel announcement. So will we get a sequel? at this event on June 16th in three days? Who can say? Uh, I know several folks that I respect uh, that would love that. But for some reason, I don't hold out much hope. For Street Fighter 6? No, for Dragon's Dogma 2. Oh. Sorry. Um, Street Fighter Six is gonna, Street Fighter Six is going to be big. It's just it's just going to be big. Unless, hopefully, um, they learn the lessons from five, hopefully. and they can kind of like pivot and recover. Um, Dragon's Dogma Two. Why would you do a ten? Like, why are they doing? I mean, I they can't. I heard the anime was really bad, and the anime, I don't know. I've heard the anime is not too bad like it's well, not terrible I, I think i think if you come into it not knowing what dragon's dogma is it's probably fine but according to the people i know that love the game and there there are some 
personalities in the industry that I know that, well, I don't know, but I, I, I follow their work and they love the game and they hated that anime. So okay, I get that. I get that there's, you know, different perspectives, fine, valid, all of that. But for some reason, I, even though they're doing an event, I kind of feel like we'll get something for Dragon's Dogma 1, like maybe a next-gen upgrade, but I, I still am not holding out hope for a sequel. And that makes me sad, because I want those folks to be happy. I would like to try Dragon's Dogma at some point. I just keep playing other things, so that's my bad on that one. It's because our backlog's too big. Yeah, we it really is. I need, to just, I need to just stop. That's what I need to do. I need to just, I need to just right. stop. But so we've been doing this for really close to two and a half hours, Moose. I think we need to quit pulling punches and just say we've talked about a lot of games tonight. I know we cherry pick these conferences and I know we sort right. of pick the things that were interesting to us. Um, I, we know Jason and Michaela may have made, may have made some different choices, but if, they, if it was that important to them, they'd be here. That's what they get for taking vacations and doing things to improve their lives. What you doing, dogs? Uh, but if you don't like anything we talked about, you can complain to us next week. But for now, bye. Story Route Zero, we have some cool friends who do some cool things, and I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash Nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids, as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to storyroutezero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter at storyroutezero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us as it helps with discoverability. 
If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven. That's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter at GimpyJ with two Y's at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. That's PSN. And I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening. But for now, it's back to the real world for us. So we will see you on the next one.